So I want us, I want to go on a little journey this morning, all right? Just a little journey. Um, together with a guy called Elijah. It's a little journey with him. Uh, and during this journey, we're going to rest a little bit. We're going to do, you know, what it says in the Psalms, which is Salah. So, of course, I'm sharing something that is coming to you, and it's going to arrive in your spirit before it arrives in your mind. Okay? It arrives in your spirit before it arrives in your mind. I, I had a, a beautiful little time with someone recently, and... Um, well, it was Isaac, and we were, we were down in London, of course. And he was sat on the hotel bed, and I was sat in the chair. And it was just one sentence, one sentence. It was more, maybe it was more like a paragraph, but, you know, because sentences for me, you know, I, I have a sentence, but this might have been a paragraph. But I just spoke it, and it felt like power just went everywhere. And he was sat on the bed. Honestly, you can ask him about it. He was, he was like drunk for six hours <laughs> without touching anything at all. He sat on the bed. He begins to cry, to laugh. He falls off the bed, more or less falls off the bed. He's shaking. He's trembling. He's trying to talk. Six hours he was like that. Six hours. Huh? Just beautiful. And the other day I was sat with someone and I felt this little ball of fire in my hand. Be beautiful it was. It was like a little furry ball of fire. And I just, as we were praying, I just put it on the back of his neck. And this thing, I just saw it go inside, buzzing about. And like, did something. Who knows what? But beautiful, beautiful. But of course, in order to receive these things, and, and in order to receive what's already in you, because it's actually already in you, you've got to rest. You can't stress. You can't strive. I mean, look, look at Anka. She knows what to do. There she is, sat in the leather armchair. But you've got, to, you've got to relax a little bit. This is not church like it used to be. This is completely different. Completely different. So whenever you hear anything and you go, yes, because your spirit gets it before your mind, whenever you hear that, you've got to go, yes, Lord, thank you for that. I receive it. I receive it. I receive it. Do you understand me? Because you, as a man and a woman thinks in their heart, so they are. You feel and you think in your heart, your spiritual heart, in your spirit, before your mind gets it, okay? So, as we go through this, just, just go through the journey with me, all right? Forget all about the time. Time's gone. Forget about it. You know, there may be something that God speaks to you today that just sets you free forever. Forget about time. Got loads of time. Amen. Okay, so 
This is the, I'm setting the scene, okay? This is 1 Kings. You're very familiar with it because I must have spoken on 1 Kings 17 to 19 about a thousand times. Um, but, you, but you're used to it. Um, you're used to it. You know it. Basically, the leaders of the nation of Israel had kind of given themselves to other, other gods. There is no other gods, but they'd given themselves to other things. And they were taken up with other things. The leaders had done that. The leaders of the political arena, the leaders of the religious arena, they'd given themselves over. And because they'd given themselves over, all the people as well, more or less all the people, had done the same. They were no longer listening to the voice of God. Um, they were interested in righteousness or goodness. They were just doing their own thing, basically. And of course, when you do the, your own thing, there's consequences. Do you, you understand me? There's consequences. A lot of people think that God's always punishing them. God's not punishing anyone. God loves you. He's with you. He's for you. With everyone. Everything that needed to happen has happened in Jesus. It's just love all the way. Love and glory and goodness. Beautiful, isn't it? But of course, if you or me or any of us decide to do our own thing, well, there's consequences. Not punishments, but consequences, all right? So this, this nation was facing consequences. And all that Elijah did, because he had a connection with God, what he was doing is connecting into God and seeing what God sees. And since God sees everything... God could see everything that was going on in the nation. He knew the consequences because it's a bit like a boomerang effect. You understand me? There's something that, there's nothing that we do that's outside of God. So it's like it's caught in God and at some point it's returned as a harvest. It's caught in God. It's not outside God. Do you understand me? The consequences of what we do get caught in God. It's like a, a negative energy that get caught in him. And it's like a boomerang effect. Because at some point, what we sow, we reap. So it comes back to us. That's what happens. That's what was going on in this nation. It was coming back to them. There was no food. There was a famine. Starvation. You remember it all, don't you? Okay. Um... But you remember this little story. So I want, I want to stop some places, okay? So it says, it says that Elijah stopped at this place called the Brook Sharif. And that means a cutout. Sharif means cutout. So it's, it's like Elijah... Oh, there we go. Thank you. Elijah had delivered what he'd seen in God. And now... There was a consequence of that on the earth, and he is caught in the consequence of it himself. So he's going to the brook Sharith, which is a cutout of provision. So no matter what is going on, no matter what's going on, God cuts out a place of provision for you and I all the time. And the cutout is in him. You understand me? We're in him. We have to find it in him. But we, we have a name for him. It's called Jehovah Jireh. Our provider. So he is providing for you at all times. Just like he did for Elijah. He's providing for you at all times. Okay? 
So just take that right now. Just take it for yourself. Because there's all sorts of things going on. There's all sorts of happenings that are happening. And it's affecting daily life. And all sorts of things are, are, are moving and shifting. And it may be that you get caught up in the moving and the shiftings of things going on. But the truth is that you are in him. And he has a place of provision for you. So let's just take a moment right now. You take a moment right now, okay? Don't, just, just, just allow your mind to rest a little while and just say, when, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for the provision that you have given to me. Thank you, Father, for the provision in Jesus. Just receive it. If you're, if, you, if, if, if you're one of those people, and I know that there's a few people that are struggling with provision right now, you just want to, okay, you're in him, rest. Just say, thank you, Father. Thank you, you are Jehovah Jireh. You are my provider. It's flowing to me right now. It's in me right now. It's here. Thank you, Lord. We receive it. We receive it, Lord. There's nothing that we don't have. We have all things pertaining to life and godliness. We have it, Lord, in you. We thank you for it, Father. We thank you, Jesus. Okay. Thank you, Father. That's it. Just, just get it. Just have it. Have it. Thank you, Lord. It's all yours. Thank you, Father. It's all yours. And Father, we also see others in that as well. We see others in that, Father. We thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Okay, so Elijah's at the Brookshire And then... He's instructed because the ravens, uh, the stream has dried up. The stream that he was at has dried up. And now he's instructed to go to the, the widow at Zarephath. You remember this widow? And it's amazing because God says, see, I have provided for you. What's he say? Let me just get it here. Arise, go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and dwell there. See, I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. Now, this is the beautiful thing, okay? Because it's not only that there's provision that will come to you externally all the time, but the provision is actually within you already. Because he said to Elijah, I've already commanded something in another that is going to actually supply the lack for you. That's what he said, didn't he? But you remember this lady. You remember this lady. This lady had, she was looking at famine. She was looking at starvation. She was looking at the way that the world was. And all she saw was death. The narrative that played out for her for three years had been death everywhere. When she looked out over the fields, she saw bones when she thought about the neighbors, she saw people who were barely living. When she looked at the television, if you understand me, when she looked into that lens, she saw nothing 
other than de depression, despair, and death. That's what she saw. But listen, God had already put inside her a word that would be not only a release for herself and her family, but for Elijah as well. When was that word put inside her? Well, that word was put inside her a long time before she ever got here. Because like Jesus says in the word, he says very clearly that before creation, before the world was created, before that, he loved you, he saw you, he set you apart, and he kissed you. He went, mm, you are my darling. <laughs> That's what he did. He loved you, he set you apart, he chose you, he kissed you before you ever got here. And you go, well, I don't remember it, I don't remember it. Well, it doesn't matter. You don't remember being in your mum's womb either, do you? You don't remember these things. But nonetheless, it is the truth. So before you ever got here, guess what God did? He loaded you inside with every word that you would ever need for the whole of your life. Everything that you would ever need is already within you. It's already there. Isn't it beautiful? No, no, honestly, it's beautiful. Listen to me, it's beautiful. I know you're nodding and go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, but listen to what I said. Everything that you need for this life is already downloaded on the inside of you. And the good news is that when you came to know Jesus and Jesus came to you to reveal himself, everything inside you in that moment could become alive. Everything. Isn't it a beautiful thought that? Huh? And all that is happening now, when I'm talking about this, all that is happening is that it's like the Spirit of God is going deep inside you and finding that word that is already spoken to you and bringing it to your remembrance. Do you understand me? I was talking to someone, I can't remember who it was the other day, because I talked to so many people, but he said, he said to me, um, what did he say? Who was it? Is he here? Oh, it was Stevie. It was Stevie. It was you, Steve. What did you say to me? Yeah. I can't remember what I was talking about. I was talking about the word inside. And he said to me, he said to me, it's like in three months, everything just went bang. Huh? Wasn't that true? That's what he said. In three months, everything just lit up inside me. He said, it's like all that word that I've listened to for 15 years, all of it's there, it's been stored inside me, and it's like the Holy Ghost is just going bang, 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 bang. Huh? And he's going, I know that, I know that, I've got that, I've got that. I've seen that. Already there. Do you understand me? Because 15 years ago, Jesus turned him on, it's just that he didn't receive everything in that moment. Because we don't. We're receiving it as we walk along. We, we, we receive it as we go. So it's like, just think, everything right now that you need, the DNA of God himself has put something in you. That DNA is full of God. You are made in the image of God. Who are you made in the image of? God. 
What does that mean? It means that you are creative. It means you're dynamic. It means you're flowing Holy Ghost. It means you're full of the love of God. It means you have the Holy Spirit. It means all those things you are not waiting any longer. You are not begging. You are not going, oh, please, God, have mercy on me. No, listen, he's had mercy on you. Everything's already in you. He loves you. You are full of God. You're full of him. Honestly, I have, to, I have to stand here and go, ooh, okay, Paul, I feel myself getting so full of the Holy Ghost. But I realize that I've got something, a purpose, that is not only for me, it's for you. But I could just be there, just filled, being drunk all morning. Honestly, it's beautiful. Huh? All these words are on the inside of you. And you have a counselor. You know, you have a counselor. He's called the Holy Spirit. If you're going, I need to go and see the counselor, I want to tell you, you need to go and see the counselor called the Holy Spirit and make some time with him. You want to kiss him a little bit. You want to talk to him a little bit. You want to sit and just be in his, his place with him. Because it's phenomenal. Huh? Just think what he said to Elijah. See, I've already commanded this woman, it's all in her. And as soon as you say something and she decides that's it, provisional flow. Wow. Huh? That's it. And it beautiful light means it's all in you. It's ready, girl, to go. Huh? And, 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 and it's funny, isn't it, that we sit there and we go, well, it's not like that for me. It's not, no, listen to me. I'm telling you the truth. It's what, it's what Jesus says to you. This is the truth for you. You don't have to feel it. You just have to sit and go, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, right, right now, right now, let's just be in him. Let's just be in that place. Father, we thank you so much that you have downloaded Everything that we could possibly need. Everything, Lord, already inside us. It's there. Inside us. And we want to thank you so much, Lord, that right before we ever got here, Father, before we ever got here, you loved us, you saw us, you chose us, you kissed us. And you put your heart within us, Lord. You put your own DNA, Jesus. We are created in your very image. Oh, Father, I want to thank you, Father. I want to thank you, Father. This, this, this word, Father, Lord, during this week, whether it's this morning, whether it's during this week, Lord, that somehow it just comes alive, people. That it overtakes your, your children, Father. It just overtakes us, Lord, in more moments when we're not even expecting it, Father. It just overtakes us. And we remember. And you just begin to flow through us. You flow through us, Jesus to have a non-stop miracle of life, life and more life, overwhelming life, overflowing life. Thank you, Father. We receive. We receive, and we thank you for that which is within us, Lord. We receive it. We receive those, the, those things that you've already put down in us, Lord. We receive it, Father. All the gifts that we need for the future that you've got for us, Lord. All the words that we would need, all, all the provision, Father. It's all within us. And Holy Spirit, we say to you, yes, 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 yes. We say yes. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. 
we say, yes, Lord, this house says, yes, Lord. We cannot afford, Lord, to say no any longer. We cannot afford to be stubborn, Lord, any longer. We say, yes, Lord, yes to your life, yes. In this house, Lord, we say, yes, in our own houses, we say, yes, Lord. We receive, Father, we receive, Lord, for our children and our grandchildren. We say, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. We thank you so much, Lord, that you do things all the time. Beautiful things, wonderful things. Oh. And we are the miracles and the wonders, Lord. Oh, thank you, Father. Father, I'm just reminded about Nigel as well, Lord, over in America. Lord, we just want to thank you that as he wakes up this morning, Lord, there's a holy glow on him, Father. A holy glow, Father. Oh, that he just feels it as he wakes up, Father. He just knows a holy glow inside him, Father. And he knows all the love of the saints, Father, but also all your love, Father, just filling him up. We send our kisses to him, Lord. We bless him, Father, and we thank you so much for him. Thank you, Jesus. So, okay. So, Elijah, and we've talked about it before. I don't want to be there because he's not really where I'm going. But anyway, he framed, he framed a future. He framed a future for this lady who had no future. And that's what you can do. That's what you can do. That is what it means to be prophetic. It means that you have the words of life from the author of life. And that when you speak, you bring life. And when you bring life, you bring hope. And there's a solution that comes because that is God. You are the carrier. You're the one that carries those words. You're the one that carries that love. It's your hands. It's your eyes. It's your mouth that he's speaking through. Beautiful, isn't it? It's your legs that he dances through, sweetheart. It's your legs, isn't it? It's your arms that express his love. Listen, it's easy. It's simple. It's simple. This is not difficult. Just give yourself over to him. Say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Honestly, I, 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 I say, I, I could sing every bit of the morning. Do you understand me? It's hard for me not to sing because he's overwhelming me, overflowing me. He's exactly the same in you. He's exactly the same in you. You've just got to let him. Because it's glorious. And you remember, so after after this, this is, what does he say here? So he he goes to this lady and she gets a new future. And it's a beautiful new future. And then a little while later, a son dies. Do you remember that a son dies? And and, and she 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 has a bit of a negative attitude like we all do. And she said, why, oh man of God, did you come to me to remind me of my sin? You see, she immediately thought that her sin was his problem and that's why he was lying dead. Do you understand me? She, she had an, a negative mindset. It was like just negative. Oh, it's something to do with me. It's something to do with my sin. It's something to do. Do you understand me? He didn't even listen. He just went to her and he laid himself or him, he laid himself on top of the child. Do you remember that? This is called face to face. You know, when all the gifts and all the, uh, everything else has failed, Jesus just comes to kiss us. 
Do you understand me? We're coming in this moment now. Your gifts are not enough. Your talents are not enough. The beautiful and the wonderful. Your mind's not enough. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. Everything about you is fantastic. Your academic ability is fantastic. Your mind is a popping, wonderful, beautiful thing that God gave you. But hey, it's not enough. It's not enough now. The only thing that is enough is Jesus. And he lives in you. He lives in you. And it's face-to-face time. Mm. It's like, kiss me, kiss me, Jesus. I need you to kiss me. I need you to love me. What was that? What was it, Samantha? Oh, Samantha's on the floor. Okay, so she can't say it. Let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth. What's that? Songs of Solomon, chapter one. Let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth. That's what he wants to do. He wants to kiss you and restore you. He wants face-to-face fellowship with you. It's not enough, you know, okay, reading the Bible, beautiful, praying, beautiful, prophesying, fantastic, all, all fantastic. But listen, it's not where it's at. Right now, it's not where it's at. It's at this place. Mm. Huh? Lick me, Holy Ghost. <laughs> Lick me. No, honestly, honestly, some people wouldn't know if the Holy Ghost came and licked them. <laughs> wouldn't know it but he's doing that all the time I'm sorry I don't mean that but you, you know what I mean he wants closeness with us he wants intimacy with us he wants us to love him to dance with him to sing to him and he'll do the same back to us huh it's beautiful isn't it huh he's beautiful yeah. but anyway so after all of this it says Elijah went to Ahab and he presented himself before him. And what does it say? Um, he said, go present yourself to Ahab. Ahab, by the way, was like the antipathy. He was like the very, the very example of like wickedness in a person. And his wife was Jezebel. And of course, she was very religious. She was like religious. She was just taken up with religion. You know, Baal and all that kind of stuff. Demon stuff. So, so you could say the political and the religious came together. And they were, they were really upset at the word of the Lord. They were upset. And anyway, he goes, he says, go present yourself to, to Ahab and I will send rain on the earth. And it says, so Elijah went to present himself to Ahab. This is 18 of verse 2. And there was a severe famine in Samaria. Oh, and, and listen to that, Obadiah, you, you, don't, you don't need a Obadiah was in the service of King Ahab. But he was also a prophet who was looking after some of the other prophets. The ones that Ahab had not managed to slaughter were in, were in Obadiah's care. And Obadiah was feeding them, giving them bread and water. And he was doing it all under the nose of Ahab. And he had absolutely no idea. Now, don't you just like little things like that? Isn't that just nice? Huh? Don't you think it's wonderful? The enemy's trying to do his worst. But God is hiding. He's hiding us in Jesus. And all the provision we need is in Jesus. It's beautiful, isn't it? Beautiful little picture. And Ahab has no, he cannot see any of it. And it's all going on in his palace. Guess who's paying for it? Huh? It's beautiful, isn't it? Anyway, what happens is that... Uh, they go up Mount Carmel because I, I watched this film the other day and it said this. It was a film called Belfast. 
And, and there, was a little, there was a little sentence in it, and it was this. Burying the past in justice. Burying the past in justice. And something in me just went, that's what you're going to do, Jesus. You're going to bury the past, but it's going to be injustice. Something's going on. And you could say, I mean, I don't know if Elijah were having a bad day or what, but they went up top of Mount Carmel, or they went somewhere up the mountain, and there was a, a great slaughter of the, of the Baals, of the prophets of Baal. Do you remember? You remember all the... And it, can you imagine? All that blood, all that, all that horrible stuff that had gone up there. Can you imagine what his mind was filled with? What thoughts were going through his mind? Because he wasn't designed. Do you understand me? You're not designed. I mean, the spirit of, of, of a human is incredible. But you're not designed to look at terrible things constantly. You can do, but you're not designed for that. And Elijah, you know, he, he, he was looking at a horrible slaughter. It was one that didn't need to happen. Do you understand me? It wasn't one that God wanted. Please understand me. God does not want anyone to perish. He's never changed. He, he, just because it was the law, he wasn't different in the law to what he is now. He's the same then as he is now. It's our interpretation of who he is. But God didn't want anyone to die. But of course, the consequence of doing things that are not right. Well, that was it. That was the consequence. Burying the past in justice. And he was burying the past. But of course, there was all of that in his mind. And then this is what it says. This is where I want to go. Uh, 1 Kings 19 and 41. I mean, look at it, it says uh, in verse 40, it says, And Elijah said to them, Seize the prophets of Baal, do not let them, not one of them, escape. So they seized them, and Elijah brought them down to the brook Kishon and executed them there. Oh, boy. Verse 41, it says, Then Elijah said to Ahab, Go up, eat and drink, for there is the sound of the abundance of rain. So Ahab went up to eat and drink. And Elijah went to the top of Carmel. So, so this is interesting, isn't it? Because for many people, it's like, okay, we're seeing slaughter. We're seeing terrible things. We're going through all these awful things. But the moment there is a release and, and we go, oh, oh, that's good. Everything's okay again. Everything's okay. Now we can go on living our lives. We can go on living our comfort of beautiful lives that most of the time we don't, even, we, don't, we, we don't even thank God for. We just take it for granted, don't we? Do, 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 have you ever made an inventory of what God has given to you? Do you know that you were, you, you were one of the most, most abundant people in the world? You are. No matter how bad you have it, I can take you places that are far, far worse. Do you understand me? But Ahab, it looks like Ahab, as soon as he heard that word, he just went. He got ready to go to Jezreel so that he could eat and drink. What had he not had? What had he not had in his palace? What had he been missing? What lack did he not have? But Elijah, now listen, it's a beautiful word, This just listen. Go up and eat and drink for there is the sound. 
the sound of the abundance of rain. So he heard a sound first. He heard a sound. It's just like I can hear the sound. I, I heard it many, many, a couple of years ago, the sound of the wind blowing in the tops of the trees. Because God is doing some incredible things right now. The armies of God. What did we just hear about the angels in the trenches? There's all sorts of things going on and you go, yeah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. No, no. Honestly, there's wonderful, wonderful things going on. Incredible things. God is going to bury the past in justice. He's going to bury the past in justice. Huh? It's all going to get buried. But we're going to see it because we have to see it. Because if you don't see justice, you don't know what righteousness really looks like. So, it's coming, but he said, there's a sound. There's a sound. What sound are you hearing? What sound are you hearing? I'm not talking about in your mind. I'm not talking the, the sound of the natural. I'm, I'm saying, what is the sound that you were hearing in your spirit? What are you hearing? Because there's a sound. But in order to hear it, you've, you've got to be quiet. You've got to rest. I said to someone recently, I said, you know what? Just think of a comfy chair and put yourself in that comfy chair. Sit there and thank Jesus that he lives in you. Just sit there and thank him. Just be quiet and thank him. Huh? So he heard the sound. Ahab went, went to get ready to eat and drink. And then it says this, that Elijah ascended. He ascended to the top of Carmel. He ascended to the top of Carmel. So he made an ascent somehow. Now listen, your heart is the place that you think and feel from. You are a spiritual being who actually thinks and feels from your heart first of all. Your mind is a little bit of a problem for you. Your mind's always trying to catch up. Unless you have got a transformed and a renewed mind, your mind is continually having to catch up to what your heart actually feels. And if you actually did what you felt in your heart and thought in your heart, things would look completely different everywhere. They'd look completely different. The problem is that your mind goes, oh, no, 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 can't do that. Oh, no, 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 can't do that. Can't do that, can't do that. That's what happens with your mind. Do you understand me? That's the, that's, that's the fight that Paul talks about. He says there's a fight between spirit and mind. There's a fight. And for a lot of us, the mind wins. So you've got to sit back again in your spirit and you've got to go, Jesus, thank you. That I feel in my heart, I feel in my spirit. There's thoughts in my spirit. What are they? What are they? Because that's where God is. That's where He is, right there. What are they? As you go into this week, what are those thoughts? What are those feelings that are in your heart? Oh, I've got so many examples of like going, okay. Jesus just says something in the shop or he just tells me to ring someone. Or, and I'm sure that you have as well. But it's what's going on in your heart. So his, his heart ascended. And as his heart ascended to the top, 
of Carmel means a well-watered garden. As he ascended, his heart picked up some of the beautiful things that he knew about God, I'm sure. The goodness of God, the mercy of God, the abundance of God. Do you understand me? His heart moved and his mind picked it up. That's the right way around. You think about his eyes. Elijah, he'd been tormented by psychological warfare. He'd been tormented by the things that he'd seen in front of him. Have you been tormented? Listen to me. You've all been tormented. Every single person in this room has been tormented by the things that they've heard and the things that they've seen. And real, real is not easy. Do you understand me? It's real. It's real, but there's a greater reality. It's all real. But you can't, you can't deal with it by running away from it. You can't deal with it like that. You've got to deal with real. But then there's a greater reality as you ascend to this other place. He ascended. And then it says, he bowed to the ground and put his head between his legs. What's he doing? People go, well, he's praying. Well, I want to tell you, we, we, we need to think about praying what is praying there's something going else something else going on in him because he's already heard the sound of the abundance of rain now where did he hear that he heard it somewhere inside him because the spirit calls to the spirit the deep things of god where did he hear the noise of the abundance of rain he heard it inside himself he didn't hear it outside himself he heard inside himself, what's going on inside him? Well, just like I said, God had already put things down on the inside of Elijah for such a time as this. He's already put things down on the inside of you for such a time as this. Do you understand me? It's already there. What did he do when he bowed down and he began to pray? Yes, he began to call up in the spirit what he was hearing. He began to call it up. And it began inside him as a really little thing. But he could see, he could see a cloud on the inside of him. That's where he was looking. He was going, there's something going on. Who is it that did this? Of course, it's God. God, but you are a co-creator with God. You were made in the same image as God. You understand me? You were full of God. So when you see something, you've got to call it forth. You've got to call it forth. You've got to agree with what you are seeing because you have got a new heart and you have got a new spirit and you are in connection with God. So God has already put some things on the inside of you. So Elijah, not unlike everybody else, they went back to the house and went, it's all okay. There's, there's rain coming. It's great. Let's get there. We're going to eat. Unlike that, he ascended to a different place and went, Father, I can hear the sound, and now I'm going to co-create with you in my spirit, and we're going to bring it forth together. And he's, he's praying, and you remember he sent his servant. He said, go and look. And his servant went, there's nothing. He said, go again. He said, soon you'll see it. Why? Because he knew it's coming up, it's coming up. I can see it, I can hear it. It's coming, you're going to see it any moment. That's what happens with people who are led with the Spirit. Do you understand me? This is what goes on when you're talking to someone, when you're in communication with someone and in the Spirit at the same time. Because you can see and hear what's going on in a different dimension, but it's in your spirit 
and you call it forth and apply it into that situation. That's what happens. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful, wonderful thing. So this is what he do. He, he bowed his head, uh, he bowed down to the ground and put his head between his legs and now he's, he's doing what we call praying. I know the New Testament said he prayed just like we do. Yeah, but actually there's another way to think about praying. Some people would call this birthing, wouldn't they? They'd call it birthing. Something was going on inside him and he was birthing it and then, and then the servant came back and went, oh, now there's, a, now there's a cloud, I can see it. And Elijah went, yeah. We just created that together. Huh? We just did that together. Do you understand me? And don't, don't give me all this nonsense. About, oh, no, 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 it's all God. Listen to me. God lives and works through you. He's in you. Stop saying this stuff. It's not theologically sound. Do you understand me? It's just not theologically sound. The truth is, if you believe the truth that you are a new creation, woo, I am a new creation. Huh? You remember that song years ago? A new creation, that's what you are. You're the righteousness of Christ. That's what you are. You're full of the Holy Ghost. That's what you are. You've got a new heart. That's what you've got. Isn't it beautiful? Isn't it beautiful, son? Huh? You've just got to take it, though. You've got to take it. And the mind that fights against it, you've got to go, nope, I'm not having that. I'm pushing it away. I'm not having it. Because you, it's time for you to realize who you are. Huh? It's time for you to realize who you are. Is it true, the song that says that you were unworthy to receive righteous robes? Is it true? Listen to me. The very reason that Jesus came is because Jesus looked at you and he went, you are so valuable. You are so worthy. You are so beautiful. You are so wonderful that I will give everything for you. Do not say that you are not worthy. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. Kill it before it kills you. Because it's religious nonsense. Something has got to happen in your mind so that you can ascend to a different place. Because otherwise, fear will come. Death will come. Destruction will come. And you will wither away because you're listening too much to this if it's unrenewed. So this has to be renewed. And you have to live out of this place. Huh? Thank you, Lord. I'm sent to provoke you. You know you love me. No, but really, so, so this, this is what happens. People go, oh, I'm offended now. I don't like it. No, listen to me. I don't care if you don't like it. I want you to live. Jesus wants you to live. Do you know how you're going to live in these days? Do you know how you're going to live in these days? If you cannot do... If you cannot just sit back and go, I'm in you, Jesus. I'm resting. I'm relaxing. I'm in love with you. Just kiss me. Let's talk together. Where are you going to go? What are you going to do? You see, and you remember this. This is... So anyway, before I jump too far, it's all right. Don't worry about the time. You're good. Everything's good. So, Elijah is connected in his spirit. And what he's doing is creating the present future. That's what he's doing. He's creating the present future. He's bringing the future into the present. How did he do it? Called it forth inside himself. That is what prayer is. That's what prayer is. Calling forth that which God has already done. There's nothing that God needs to do. He's already done it. 
So we are agreeing and declaring what God has already done. And we're going, yes, Jesus, I am with you in order to co-create into this. And as we do that, we actually walk into this. The present becomes the future. The present future. That's what he was doing. Thank you, Lord. Co-creators. All that good. You'd be glad that that's all. So he said, he sent his servant to say to Ahab, go, prepare your chariot and go down before the rain stops you. So now he's seeing that the rain's going to come. There's going to be an abundance of rain. Go and get ready. Prepare yourself. And of course, there's a preparation to do. And what, he, what God said to Elijah was, Elijah took up, you remember this, took up the robe because in those days, the guys all, all wore, and, and still in these days, actually, guys wear long skirts, don't they? In other parts of the world, they're wearing long skirts. Well, he took up, he, he got hold of his skirt and he tucked it into his belt. Why did he do it? So that he didn't trip up over his skirt, which is what a lot of the ladies will know. If you've got a long skirt on, you can trip up, can't you? Not, not that I've ever experienced that. You'd be pleased to know. But that's, that's what you have experienced, isn't it? You can easily trip up. So, so what, what, what is it that, that Jesus was saying? You know this, this little phrase, gird up the loins of your mind, gird up. It means prepare yourself because what's coming is going to be wonderful, but you've got to prepare your mind in such a way that it's, like, it's not like the, skirt, the, the edges of a skirt that, you know, like you've got, you've got some doubt that's flapping down in your mind and it's going blah, 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 blah. Or you've got some confusion in your mind that's flapping down like a skirt and it's going bang, 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 bang. It's not like, do you understand me? He's going, gird up your mind. That's what Peter says. That's what he uses. He says, gird up the loins of your mind. So in the same way that Elijah girded up his skirt, God's saying, gird up the, the place of your mind that is flapping around. What's flapping around right now? What are the things that are flapping around in your mind that are causing you to trip up? What's the things that are flapping around in your mind that are causing you to be entangled? What, what are the doubts there? What are the things that are smacking you over the face going blah, blah, blah? What are those things? You've got to identify those things. And then you've got to sit back and go, Jesus, I'm in you. And I see these things and I'm asking together that we deal with those things and I'm giving them to you. I'm giving them to you. You've got to gird up your mind for this next season. And you go, well, I can't. I'm too tired. I'm too exhausted. I'm too weary. No, listen, the Holy Spirit lives in you. And he is the strength of your life. He is the resurrection power who lives on the inside of you. Yes, you're tired. Yes, your natural person is tired. You're exhausted. You're feeling weary. Yes, you are. But this is all stuff that we can do in the spirit. Huh? You've just got to take a little bit of time to do it. So, Elijah would have to tuck up the loose ends of his skirt into his belt, tuck the loose ends of your mind into the belt of truth. If you don't, if you, don't you will get caught in the entanglements and the loose flapping insecurities and worries of this present time. You will, and there's plenty of them, isn't there? There's plenty of them. You'll trip over them if you're not careful. And then he, and then he said, so, here he goes. 
He says, Then the hand of the Lord came upon Elijah. He girded up his loins and ran ahead of Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel. Jezreel means God's souls. It's beautiful. So he says, Put your, get, get, get your mind sorted, Elijah. Get your skirt drawn up and then run and run ahead of Ahab. Hang on, Ahab's in a chariot. How's he going to do that? Because this is a time of supernatural ac- acceleration and increase. You understand? You've got to understand what is going on right now. You, you went, oh, I've got a lot of time to deal with these things. Oh, I can just allow it to go on and on and on. I can just allow it to carry on. I don't need to deal with anything. No, no, you need to deal with it. Believe me, you need to deal with it, and you need to deal with it now. And when I say you need to deal with it, what I mean is you need to sit back with Jesus and go, Jesus, there's some issues. Holy Ghost, there's some issues. And when I sit back and rest in you, I want you to deal with those issues in me. Amen? That's what I mean when I'm saying deal with it. I'm talking in the spirit. That's what you've got to do. You're all, you're, you're all able to do that. And it's not a doing thing, is it? Other than you're just sitting there and you're asking God to help you in the midst of it all. Acceleration and increase. Supernatural into the future. God's already been sowing in the future. That's where he was running. Huh? This word, you know, I got this word like three or four years ago. You know what I did? I took all my pension, I took all my money, I took everything that I had, and I sold it all, all of it. I just went, okay, Lord, I'm going to sow it wherever you tell me to sow it. Whew, risky. Ooh. Ooh. Really risky. Still risky. Even more risky, because if you look at what's going on, it feels like, but hey, God's already been in my future. Yeah. He's already been in all of it. So I know when I sow, and I sow before him, it's all going to be glorious. There's going to be a fantastic harvest. But of course, when you, when you run like this supernaturally, he's getting there before Ahab, who's in a chariot. He's getting there before him. Wow, something's happening with him. So he gets there to the entrance of Jezreel. And in the meantime, I don't know what, what had happened to, Je- uh, to Ahab, but he's talked to his wife, Jezebel. So the political and the religious arena, they got together. And they went, we don't like, we don't like this man, because he operates in a totally different realm to us. We don't understand him. We don't like him. He's speaking against us. We don't like anything that he's doing. And Elijah had been going, (laughs) but now he wasn't doing that because as soon as he heard that, it seems like fear got hold of him. Doesn't it? Because he did a runner. But this is what he says. So he heard that there's a threat on his life. And it says, Elijah, verse 3 of 19. And when he saw that, he arose and ran for his life. What was he doing? He was running for his life. But you could put it another way. He was running to find his life. He was running to find his life. Do you understand me? Because we've got to do that. All of us have got to run to find our life in him. He was running to find his life, and he's on a journey. He goes into the wilderness. Anyone feel like they've been in the wilderness? Huh? He says, God, I'm no better than my fathers. I want to die. I haven't done a good job. I'm not blah, blah, blah. We've probably all been there, haven't we? In the wilderness. But the wilderness is part of it. The wilderness is part of it. Jesus went in the wilderness as well, and he came out full of the Holy Ghost. Came out filled with the Holy Ghost. So just because you're in the wilderness doesn't mean to say 
that you're not going to see and know God. That's where you get to know him. Huh? And, and of course, he gets fed there. The angels come feed him. He's, he's there for a long time. And then this is what it says. And you all remember it. He said, I have been very zealous for the Lord God of hosts, for the children of Israel have forsaken your covenant, torn down your altars and killed your prophets with a sword. I alone am left and they seek to kill my life. Because it wasn't true, was it? He, he just felt alone. We've all been there as well. He felt alone. Then he said, go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord and behold, the Lord passed by and a great and strong wind tore into the mountains and broke the rocks in pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the quake. The Lord was not in the wind, but the Lord, oh, yeah, you know what I mean anyway. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still small voice. You see, Elijah was used to seeing incredible things. Elijah was used to seeing the wind and the fire and the earthquake. He was used to it. That's what he was used to. But maybe what we're going into is something that you're not used to. Maybe the way that things have been are not the way that things are going to carry on. Maybe there's something new that you have to come into that's already there, but it's different. It's not the wind, it's not the fire, it's not the earthquake, it's not the way that you knew it, it's different. Of course, for him it was different. It was a still, small voice. And I think, I know that what is happening right now is that God is drawing us close to himself. And that, let me rephrase it. God is not drawing us close to himself because we are already close. To, you can't be any closer than you already pre, pre, presently are. It's an impossibility. But in order for you to know that closeness, you might have to do something different. And I think we've, we've experienced this at times before. We've experienced it recently. But I think there's a whole new moment. You know what I had a thought of this morning? Because I realize that the kids uh, go out and they go down. But I just thought to myself, you know what? When, when the presence of God is in the house, the best place for the kids are right there. Not anywhere else. And, and maybe we're coming into a time where some of us just need to learn what it means. You see, I can see Rach over there and there's people laid about and it's like, okay, may maybe there's a place that we have to come where we're learning to know him. We've sang, we've sang songs about him. We've, we've, we've prayed prayers about him. We read scripture about him. We, we, we say the promises. It's like some kind of thing that we do. But actually, he wants us to know him. To know him. To be with him. To love him. Maybe we've just got to sit in that. Huh? We've just got to sit in that. And of course, I realize that some of you may already be doing that. 
But I think, I think all of us could do with just being in that place more and more. You know, some, some of you even need, now please hear me in the right way, some of you need to lay aside your Bible. Really. And you need to be with him and talk to him and allow him to kiss you. Some of you need to stop praying the prayers that you've been praying and be quiet and listen to him. Just listen for what he's actually saying. But all of us, maybe it's a time where we just need to find ourselves in him again. And just know that we're loved and we're precious. And we're beautiful. Gorgeous. Wonderful. Huh? Because he alters the way that you look at everything. When you're with him, alters the way that you're looking at everything. So, can you just play that song, Simon? Where's Simon? Oh, where is he? It's not. Oh. Thanks, Nath. It's that uh, heaven, uh, your presence is heaven. You know the one that I mean? The one that, the one that Cy played earlier. It's that one. Can you just put it on? I, 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 know, I, know, it's, I know it's late. But quite honestly, sometimes, some, sometimes we're, ask, we're asking, we, we get together for two hours and we're asking God to do everything in two hours. It's like, just do everything, Lord, in two hours. We want to hear a word from you. We want, we want to be blessed by you. We want to get this. We want to have that. We want to do the other thing. Two hours, that's all we get together as a family in a week. Huh? I know we get together in smaller groups, but together like this. Ah, just, just breathe.